the wrap. This is episode number 61, and this is the show running up all things Zwift from the last week. Racing events, tech, fashion, you name it. We're live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Thursday, September 14th, 2023. I'm Nathan Guerra, and Anna Russell's in New Zealand next to not virtually next to me. I am in the far north woods of Wisconsin in a little bit different setting in a cabin, actually getting ready for the Schwabagon Fat Tire 40, a part of the Lifetime Grand Prix. So uh, hopefully everything's coming through clearly. Does everybody, I'm just going to do a quick mic check here. Everybody can hear me all right, because not not everything's loading on my computer, but I think we're going to be good for this this uh, this round of the wrap number 61. Uh, if you are hanging out uh, in chat, please go ahead and jump in, ask us some questions, uh, comments, etc. on all the topics. we got a great one for you today. Zwift Racing League pushing up to 2,000 teams, somewhere close to 2,000 teams that have registered, raced this past Tuesday, opening round on the Rolling Highlands. There were a lot of great races that went on out there. We did broadcast here on Zwift Community Live five races out of EMEA as well as two races out of the Americas. We'll do a little bit of a roundup on that and think, what were the tactics? What worked? Has anything changed since some of the changes in game? There's been a huge uh, this season on Zwift uh, press release that went out yesterday, and we're going to cover all of the cool, spicy details across that. Uh, new roads on Watopia. There looks like there's some gamification coming. Pretty cool stuff. So uh, some changes as well to the climb portals. Also, a new Zwift update. We'll give you a rundown on it all. On the Coach's Corner uh, today, it's going to be all about what do you want to focus on? Is it all about the marginal gains versus is it more important to focus in on the base and the foundational stuff? And what should we give our time to, depending on how much time we actually have? And Anna's bringing the coach's corner workout of the week at you with a six times sweet spot with surges. That looks like long, long, long <laughs> warm up is in the notes. So uh, it actually looks like a pretty cool workout. It looks like a little bit of SST, but with um, extra punches in there. So I'm excited for that. And the Zwift Korean racers, the jersey pick this week. Excited to go over that for fashion. So that's what we got coming at you. But first, as always, what's everybody? What's what's everybody? Well, <laughs> let's know what you've been up to in chat. What's, <laughs> what has Hannah and I been up to uh, for the last week when it comes to Zwift and racing and all things bike? And Anna, I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, I started my... Um program like my proper program and I did yeah this the workout I'm going to share this week which is the yeah it was a sweet spot workout and it was like a two and a half hour ride you came into my live stream when I did that Nathan so that was fun but uh yeah it was it was pretty good like it kind of yeah, I think I was like, I think I'll be ready in like three weeks to get back to some ZRL stuff. Because when I then DS'd the, the ZRL racing on My Time Wednesday, I was like, ooh, okay. Like, I can hold some sweet spot at the moment, but man, those like punchy uh, kicks. Yeah, I need to like work up to those a little bit more. Because I don't want to just, do, you know, I want to be competitive. Um, but we'll get into like a little bit of a ZRL sum up but that was yeah it was amazing uh and then yeah it's there's like it's the end of the school term for the kids so you know all about this so last night we had like an art show Tuesday we had a cup of haka performance tonight we've got a disco so there's just like a lot 
of peripheral stuff going on. And it's my daughter's second birthday today. So um, hence we started a little early so I can get up and we can open all the prezies before school. What about you, Nathan? You're, you're more like full race focus. Well, kind of. You know what's interesting, and, and this kind of relates to my week as well, is finding the time. Uh, this week has been a thing as far as the cycling goes. So I'll, rate, I'll relate that back definitely to some Zwifting stuff because Zwift Racing League with how crazy this week has actually been with family stuff on top of the launch of the broadcasts that we're doing. We've got a lot, you know, as we're coming into Zwift season, Zwift Community Lives work just really, really ramps up a ton as well. So, um, you know, the fact that Zwift Racing League was on uh, a Tuesday night, which is with a Saturday race, Tuesday is essentially your last sharpening day. Like that's really when you get your last intensity effort in. So it fit perfectly for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. I sent you some messages. Uh, this will be an interesting one for the podcast. They're going to be like, wait, what? And I didn't, I, I didn't want to, you don't want to mention anything publicly until everything's in the clear when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, my daughter was actually, uh, so one of the busy things was my daughter was falsely accused in court. Honestly, uh, interesting. And we won this case that I had to do all this detective stuff for, you were saying like I should go and be a detective with the pictures <laughs> that I sent you, but I had we had to go like I actually had to get the the what do they call the TV that oh the CCTV in a gas CCTV we had to get those oh my God. look at them see this person stealing things and then we went to the same place and took pictures of my daughter and put them side by side and then we sent them to the to the district attorney and immediately it was like dropped we were like. So that's been in the background like a huge stressor because we were I think I spent three days of my life like on that thing oh trying to like gosh. yeah so that was the things have been bit so there's that on top of getting ready for Schwamagon. We're I've still trained, I think last week was still like a 13 hour week or so. You know what I mean? 13 to 15, still going toward toward peaking, but needed to keep some base base stuff in there too. And so yeah, it's uh, it's been really busy. So you know, my week has been the last couple of days just lifting. Like coming up here too beforehand, I got on and you know I was like, I think I was really dehydrated in ZRL. So I was like, oh man, drink some water and like see how I'm feeling and and got a little bit of heat training actually as well in on uh, before we left Wednesday. So that's what I've been up to ZRL and and uh, got a little and a lot of heat training actually. I've been doing that when I'm peaking. Uh, it's kind of like a change up a little bit in order to because um, you don't want to stress your muscles too much or get too tired, but you can do something that can still have some marginal gains since we're going to talk about those, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's, yes. what I've been, that's what I've been up to. Ah, that's awesome. I think sometimes as well when you've got a big race, sometimes kid distraction or any distraction is actually kind of good. Sometimes it stops you a little bit sort of – I mean, maybe don't ask Walt Van Art before Worlds, but he did come second. But sort of, it, um, it can kind of take yeah, away. Second at Worlds too bad. It's yeah. too bad for, ba- for having a baby. Um, but you know what I mean? It kind of like is a good sort of little distraction. Like I know with even ZRL, when I have to go to work beforehand and then I just have to go straight from work home, get my stuff, get on the bike, I sometimes have a better race than when I've been at home all morning just sitting there going, Okay, three hours to go. Okay, two hours to go. You know, so I think you, I think you should be in for a good one. I, I, I actually think that I've noticed it as well that I've had some of my best races when I have 
not just kid stuff, but also like they're involved in some sort of way where they have a race. And like that morning, I'm like walking around the course for them, like cheering them on or cheering the juniors on or something. And like a lot of people are like, why don't you have your legs up? Like, what are you doing? You're just like, and actually like that, for some reason, my almost a, a lot of my best races have been the ones that I'm not so just completely but like frozen in frozen. I feel like you get into this frozen and thinking too much about it and like too much. And if you have other stuff that's outside of just your race, yeah, which is just a two hour thing of like your own little experience. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Versus like something bigger than yourself. So I, that's got, that's always kind of uh helped me too. It feels like, but I don't feel like it's help at the time. At the time, my head <laughs> like, stresses you ah! out. <laughs> oh my gosh. A little bit. Oh no. Um, and what about this lodge? So where is Schwamagon? Sorry, I gotta ask. Cause what's the? Yeah, no, no. So, so this, uh, this is a little cabin we found. It's called the Morgan, and it looks like when we got here, they have a few cabins in the area. These people, and uh, yeah, it's, it's like about eighteen miles outside of Hayward, Wisconsin. And actually, this place is really, really well known for two of the biggest endurance events um, in not in not only the Midwest slash America when it comes to mountain biking with, with the Schwamagon 40, which is today's actually 40 years of Schwamagon. Well, not today, but Saturday will be. But it also hosts the Berkey Biner. And the Berkey Biner in the ski world is huge. I mean, like, it's big, big. Like, the whole world descends on Hayward, Wisconsin in the middle of the winter to do the Berkey Trail and race and ski race. Um, XC, you know, cross-country skiing. and so. Um, it's a that's really cool, and so it's kind of like they use this area for some pretty big sporting events in the world, and then um, they also do a fat bike race uh, as well. I believe that's the week after the Berkey, and so you actually can race a fat bike on the same trail that they do the Berkey Biner on the week after. After like I think six to eight thousand, maybe even ten thousand competitors or something come here and race oh that gosh. trail on skis. So that yeah, is so cool. this one I think is, it's more like two to 3000, I want to say when it comes to the, the mountain bike side of things. And I think this is one of the first mountain bike races, like when mountain bikes first started getting cool in the eighties, this was one of the first ones that was, was it, because it's, it's, it's a ski trail. It isn't when it comes to like, if you watch the world cup and all that kind of stuff, it's not World Cup type racing. It's not like laps with like super, super technical rocks. And this is like old school mountain biking, wide open trail, like ah, cool. lots of really good climbs and stuff like that. But it's, it, it's, and the, one of the reasons it's really popular too is because all the roadies can get their oh, mountain I was bike say, on you, like I'm mountain biking. This sounds yeah. like the kind of mountain so. biking I'm going to be into. <laughs> I yeah, like I mean, it. it's like it's, it's an extreme gravel race, essentially. Oh, so. awesome! Well, I'm I'm heading out mountain biking in the like a mountain biking mecca of New Zealand, the Redwood Forest, next weekend with the kids. So I'll, you guys have uh, a place called the Redwood Forest. Yeah, it's the Redwoods. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Redwoods <laughs> like and Rotorua. Yeah. They're actually hosting the – I found this out because Ariel Verharan messaged me because um, I tagged her in a post of, with my kids starting BMX. So I was like, oh, Ariel, give me some hot tips. And she's actually coming to those Redwood Forests next year for the um, BMX World Cup maybe. 
Yeah, so she's bringing oh, a team wow. of uh, Americans out. So I'm going to get to meet another Zwifter like in the wild. It'll be amazing. It's always the best. Well, so now do we want to do a ZRL roundup since that was kind of our yeah. Like we already gave a little bit about our own experience, but I mean, I felt like, so let's go ahead and jump right on into that. And we want to know all about your experience with ZRL as well. So you got anything, let us know in chat as well as afterwards in the comments. We'll love to get back and uh, hear what your experience is all about. But I thought for, we are out on Rolling Highlands, um, three laps, and it was just a scratch race though, which really changed things up. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, the way that things changed up on this course, I saw a lot of attacks. I saw a lot of breakaways actually succeed across categories, maybe not just in the A category, but to me, it felt like the racing was dynamic um, and people were able to do, well, people who wanted to, to try some things were able to try some things and actually maybe get some reward from it. Sorry, I has made a cough there. Uh yeah, so I think when I, I mean, I was DSing, I've got to say standout performance, and I know you will not disagree with me, was Gabby's solo raid in the EMEA woman. So I heard about that as soon as I woke up and our chat on Discord had lit up because people had obviously been watching it to see like how the race was sort of going to pan out for our America's one. And it was just all about Gabby's breakaway. So I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Go Gabby. So awesome to see that she did that. That was probably my like one of my faves. In our race, so I was DSing, which like, oh, it's so hard. Like I love DSing. That's like a here. And for those listening, like I'm sitting at DSing at about like a loving level of 95%. But I just love racing a little bit more. So I'm kind of like, I finished DSing with this feeling of like, yay, go team. Like we won as a team, but I'm also like, oh, I just want to race. <laughs> like, uh, but it was good. I was... The thing I did find, I mean, I'm going to go into a little bit of the weeds here, um, was I love, so the things I love, scratch race, awesome. I just, I know we had it one season where it was an inadvertent scratch race because for some reason the points weren't working and it was like one of the best races. So I'm so stoked that we opened with a scratch race. The course was really great. I thought it was quite, like you said, dynamic to bring out sort of some different strategies. The power-ups, I think. I'm not sold on the power-ups for this one. So it was a burrito and a feather. And what we did lap one, so we have what, the way I kind of work as a DS is we have a solid strategy for lap one or the first part of the race. And then we'll vary that based on what actually happens after that. Because sometimes I used to have a strategy right till the end. And then after the first bit, I'm like, oh, that's totally changed because half the team didn't make it or something, you know? So the first strategy, which I thought was quite good, is that the banner, um, everyone got feathers. So they were set power-ups, which I, I'm not, I'm kind of 50-50 on still. But I told three of my team to save their feathers and three of the team to use their feathers so that they'd get a burrito. Then when we hit that false flat, because pretty much everyone else in the race has used their feather up breakaway bray, and this is my hot tip, Never be afraid to save a power-up if you don't need it. If you don't need it at Breakaway Bay and you can stay with the group, just save it because then you can use it somewhere else, especially when they're set power-ups and no one has it. So then up the false fat climb, we totally split the pack. So we had the three with feathers put in an attack and break away off the front and a few others went with them. And then we had the three teammates who had burritos, chuck burritos on the front of the pack so that it reduced the draft um, of the chasing pack. So 
it was a great tactic. We split the pack and then we ended up with sort of just 10 or so riders out the front, which was awesome. Reduced sprint, but then we had 2024 to contend with and, you know, Kulchinski went on a bit of a raid out the front. But shout out to Angela Roberts, though, who uh, she's a sprinter, I think, and she got on her wheel. And there was some great, like, chat going on. I don't know if you saw that, but <laughs> Kristen Kulchinski's like, let's take turns. And Angela's like, no, I'm a sprinter. <laughs> And then she's like, come on. And Angela's like, I've also got five teammates behind me. Like, I don't need to. We caught that in the broadcast. Uh, the moment that happened in the broadcast, I was like, ooh, because the way Kristen said it was take a pull. And I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> okay. And then, and then Angela was like, no, I'm a sprinter. And then I was like, you know, it was one of those like awkward moments. Oh boy. Things are happening. And then Katrina Wise came in the chat and said, good job, Angela. You're doing know, what you're doing. Like, and it was like, whoo. Getting like, spicy. So good rivalry. So um, Angela messaged me afterwards and was like, man, Kristen, why has she got to be so strong? Because Kristen ended up winning the sprint against her in the final, though. Ah, right. Actually, no, she worked like, on her sprint. Yeah, Angela went early. She went yeah. a little too early, I thought. Yeah. So I think with that, with that as well, like I was guessing, so you probably, I was like laughing my head off when that exchange happened, but I don't know if Kristen Kaczynski listened to the podcast. I might tell her this. So her saying take a pull is literally like Remco or Vanipol, like, I don't know if you're watching the Vuelta, turning to Roman Bardet and saying take a pull. And Roman's like, I don't think so. Like... Kristen won like every race last season. If anyone shares a pull with her, like they're an idiot because they're gonna, be she's gonna beat them. So like <laughs> the whole point is to get on her wheel and make her do all the work. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought it was hilarious. Um, I tried to, I realized though when I'm in pen E, my chat didn't show up on the screen, but I was trying to get the chase pack because the chase pack only had one 2024 rider. And this is that kind of like, you know, the, the tactics of cycle cycle racing with teams is I was like, guys, you need to start taking pulls. They were only like 10 seconds up. I was like, you guys need to start taking pulls with ATP and with AO. Like, but I couldn't find a way to communicate with them to tell them that. So, but they, they really needed to take pulls because they could have reined it in as well. Um, and that's, that's just always the little tricky thing when you can't physically turn your head to the person next to you and say, let's work together, you know, when they're not on your team. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the ice because that really could have you know getting into the weeds a little bit with the the America's East race for the women, but it's worth it to say for everyone watching about how to race and and what's important. Like having some ability to communicate with those people and say, "Hey, this could get out of control. If it does get out of control, we're racing for third, but we yeah. could race for set. We could still race for the win here because even if there's a really strong rider up there." We've got sprinters in this pack. There's a lot more tactics that we can employ that, you know, your team might have some some things to throw down. Our team might have some things to throw down where once they got outside of that 15 to 20 seconds, then it's 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 over. And then and then Madeline just went across. If for those that are that didn't yeah. watch the broadcast back, then the other 2024 rider just goes across because yeah. they see that no one's no one's yeah. motivated. And so when no one's motivated, you just end up in a situation where everybody ends up sitting, yeah. you know, and, and, and three, three go up the road. So, um, you know, one thing though, there that to definitely 
bring it back to Zwift overall and the general situation when it comes to racing because of PD 4.1, that's a situation you wouldn't have seen in the past. On Rolling Highlands, you would have gotten way more speed over the top of the UCI banner. Well, it's not a UCI banner during Zwift Racing League, but it's usually a UCI banner uh, heading toward Corkscrew over the top through there. You would have had so much speed on the roll-through, the roll-through on corkscrew and the lock loop cutoff. Both of those would have had way more speed, and those breakaways yeah. would have been shut down in a moment. And so I'm really excited to see, and hopefully it brings some change in mentality. I felt like there were still racers racing in 4.0. Yes, yes. Four, you know, And not 4.1. The way that they were thinking – they were definitely thinking timid. All this we don't you don't do a whole lot. That there isn't a lot that you can work with, and it's so different now. There's a lot more you can work with when it comes to the ability to make attacks and use your efforts. Yeah, so I think like this is the so Jen, who's our also like she was riding, but she had a tech issue, so she was kind of DSing with me. So she's like the voice of reason. I'm like the voice of let's make it entertaining. So like on the last lap. I'm saying like, cause they'd basically now the group had sat in, like they're just sitting together and the three out the front had gone. By the way, I timed Maddie's break to the front cause I was just interested in how long it took. So it was a 12 second gap and she took about five to six seconds to close it. So that kind of, wow. yeah. So it sort of shows though that it's closable. It's so closable. Um, and then she did the effort, sat in a bit and then sat in a bit and then went again. Um, but anyway, I was like, come on guys, I think we should do something. And they're all like puffing and like, I think it was just really hard to like <laughs> stay with the group anyway. And, um, Jen's like, no, save your energy. And then just let's go for the win at the line, like go for the points at the line. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, but someone could just go, come on in, use that burrito, <laughs> just go. And she's like, really, should I? And Jen's like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. And then they get to the line. It was like <laughs> in the bunch sprint, we were like first, second, third. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, yeah, Jen, yeah, I'll give it to M, you. M, M Nyquist, M Nyquist, uh, where, does, where is she coming from all of a sudden? Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, so this that is, was... that was a super interesting race to DS with her because I know there were parts where she was dropping off the back and I wasn't quite sure if it was the draft or the the effort, but I was like, oh my God, you need to get closer to like, get on, get on, get on. Cause you, I knew the draft. And I was like, you're going to drop. Like I've seen riders be right there and then just gone. And so I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then she had that sprint at the end. I mean, I know she's been doing a lot of racing on Indie Velo, which does have a lot of that point stuff and like sprints at each line. So I think her sprint was really strong and she's good on climb. So I think it was like the perfect finish for her. But I got a shout out too to mm. Claire Cameron. Um, sorry, this is such a right thing. But yeah, I mean, she was like, I'm coming back into fitness. We'll see how we go. And then she's like coming in there sprinting for the line just after M. So yeah, it's always good to have your team like back together. Yeah, uh, I also am noticing that I think some teams are still struggling to get a full mm -hmm. uh roster to show up it seemed like so i think that we are going to have uh a lot more riders coming in as the rounds and the seasons go yeah. on you know really when it comes to zrl in my in my conversations directly with wtrl actually with martin he's like yeah the first round it's a hype round and it's a marketing round it's a it's a uh in some way in some ways because it gets it out there that like hey we're starting up mm. here we go here it comes and it's like of course it's a serious competition but the real 
not the real, but the 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 main Zwift season is still to come. You know what I mean? So this is just like we're almost hitting record numbers, but there's still when you look at 2024, they usually have a full roster. There was yeah. only two riders, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's there's definitely a lot more that we're gonna see coming in, and and I, that's super exciting to me actually to see almost a hundred riders across a lot of these categories, and yet we're still probably going to see a 50% or more increase in the number of riders that are even in the next round. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, like I said, DSing was fun, but I was like, man, I can't wait to race. And so I'm looking forward to that Yorkshire course, which will be hey, a bit of a- You're one of these riders. You're one of these riders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is just like that. Actually, quite a lot of our team couldn't make the first two races for some reason or another. And I know it's school holidays for us here in New Zealand coming up. So a lot of people kind of go away. So yeah, I'm excited though. So um, yeah. And then next next week is Mercury 40, which I'll be reconning over the weekend to get some sweet DS action happening on what we'll have there. What do you think is going to happen when all of a sudden we swap over to a points race? Like you have all these ideas of like, this is, this is what things people think is going to be fun. This is what people think is going to their, their experience mm. of something is going to be. And then they experience the scratch race just now. It's like, Oh, did they enjoy that? Did they not enjoy that? And it goes back to a points race. Do you think it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I really like the scratch race, or are they going to, or is it going to be like, oh, let's go back to the point race, or we've hit that Goldilocks right now. We've hit the Goldilocks moment of ZRL where it's going to be just right. It's a good mix. Like if I go with what I think, like I think this, the way they've done it this time is like they've improved it. I think it's great with like a scratch, a points, a TT, a scratch, a points, a TT. I think that's like really great. But, and I mean, this is like, and this is where you can't satisfy everybody because some people love TTTs. They'd want like five of them, you know, they'd want the whole series to be TTTs. I, yeah, more general, general. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of like, I would like another scratch race. I would almost like a scratch race to replace the TTT. Um, hmm. Or with like what we're going to like just one, like one, time, one, like time one maybe throughout the whole thing. yeah, one TT. So if you've got a round of six, one TT kind of TTT right smack in the middle, and then and then finish off with like a like quite a hard race. Like I think we can do it, you know, like a scratch race on big foothills, or you know, like a a really. Um, attritional race I know that they can be from a like broadcaster commentator point of view they are like the most boring races to commentate because it's it's so long it splits and then you're at the end commentating you know like two riders near each other and trying to make a story out of it going up epic climb or something but as a racer it's quite a nice sort of like bookmark on the season to have like a bit of a, a challenge race um but again like that's not for everybody. Some people be like, that is the worst idea ever. So I, I really, I think the mix they've got at the moment satisfies the most people. And I think it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if you're right though about changing up just to the, I can see the general consensus maybe being one TTT and then add something else that everybody really, really enjoys. Scratch race, points race, something else or something in the mix of it. Like doing three of what's most popular, two of what's kind of popular, and then 
one of of like here's the race of truth of your whole team mm. um that might be something because i i would have to agree also that tactically speaking a time trial there just really isn't much to it it's more it's more um skill it's a it's yeah. a skill and pure power it's whether or not you got the skill and pure power but there isn't like there isn't that us versus them in a live action situation yeah. so much you know and so I, and I think the live action when it comes to uh showing up for a game one ttt i could see like all right let's go and it, it like and it's live action with your team going after it, it but uh i don't know like be interesting if that if that changes up what the feedback is maybe it is the goldilocks maybe it's you know that's just my preference i don't know um and they've hit the porridge just right so but uh hey so that's our, our you know anything else on the roundup for zrl you know i feel like there's so many things that we could say i from you know emea had some really cool battles across the men's and the women's you know gabby did have that walk away but then um on the other side of the women's things, it came down to a bunch sprint when it came to the two European streams that we had um, across the the C category. I am seeing, you know, keeping things editorially. Um, yeah, buddy, here you go. My kiddos, one second. They're doing school today virtually. Um, so uh, I did see some people, there, there has been quite a bit of like, where are categories at and why are they uh, at yeah. where they at? A lot of people had like riders walking away. Is there a new definition? Like, and there's always this edge of like, how do I say this right? <laughs> um, because in the back of my head, there's two different things happening and getting to the objectivity of it as best as you can about how you set things up so everybody can be as happy as we can get them. Because, you know, the expectation of walking into a space and being competitive at the highest end of that space that is an expectation that just needs to go away in racing i'm sorry if you're a racer like advancing in racing should be something yeah. that you aspire to oh my gosh okay Nathan. there's that like, oh, there's yeah. that okay that's one thing and then they're setting up categories well so that people can find a place to aspire to and balancing and I, i'm speaking to both ends of this now i'm speaking to the competitor and i'm speaking to the event organizer, right? And the onus is on both of them to come to this happy medium space. And it is much more on the event organizer to try and figure out what that objective thing is as best as possible within a community to set it up for an aspiring space. But then it's on the competitor to recognize that competition is about aspiring to being better and not winning all the time. And not, <laughs> or even being in the lead pack or whatever that might yeah. be so people need to understand you can't if you're in the right place there's a great song i posted it actually over in the zrl facebook page it's called learn to lose by bakermat go put that on repeat because that's how you get better at cycling please put that on repeat <laughs> like i could not agree with you more like the the mess i've been organizing the southern hemisphere events over the our winter and i get this email at the end and it was like Oh, I've, I've been upgraded to C, but I can't go into my D category. And I write back, I'm like, congratulations, you must have had a great season. Like, that's so awesome that you've had a power increase. Um, good work. You're really going to come into our summer season like firing. Get the email back. 
this is in no way an instance that I should be congratulated, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to go from winning to being middle of the pack. I'm like, yeah, but being a better cyclist, woohoo. Like, and I think um, it really like comes down to that nitty gritty, like results versus process orientated, you know, like the Carol Dweck growth mindset kind of stuff. Like if you're all about getting better, doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. If you're about winning, then the categorized system would suck. And this is, I had quite a few people actually not do the series this year because of that AutoCAD system, because they said, and this was super interesting, they said there are people in our race who are actively watching their watts to make sure that they stay within limits. And it makes the racing extremely frustrating. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I can't like I can't empathize with that so much because I race an ACAT, which is why I'm kind of glad I race an ACAT where there's no nowhere to go. So you just race hard. You can't go anywhere. Like there's no whatever miracle cat up there. So I think yeah, for the <laughs> the D C and B cats, M-cat. it's tricky. The M cat. We're gonna name it M-cat <laughs> the M cat. M cat. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel you on that one. And I think there's, I I have seen a a bit of stuff coming out and, you know, the kind of like posting up on the Facebook chat of like people's numbers or Zwift profiles and being like, how is this person CCAT? I'm like, well, there's a crucial part missing there, which is their weight. You've just shown what's per kg. I don't know. Like uh, let's, let's not sort of start doing that kind of thing, you know? So one thing, one thing I will say is like, okay, there may be now I'm that that was very aimed at okay, just making sure we take care of are you looking to aspire, right? That thing. And then there's another side of it that you just said that's like, whoa, maybe the way that ranking is happening can be manipulated too much for sandbagging to be able to happen. So like that needs to be eliminated. Like mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent on yeah. board with you there that the elimination of being able to watch your numbers and hang out somewhere where you're just smoking people that needs to go away. And we, you know, I think results-based categorization has been asked for, for about five to six years now at this point, Zwift are obviously working on it. It's in the updates that we are about to talk about actually. So that's in process. Sorry. That's essentially a sorry, wish it wasn't this way. Maybe should have been worked on earlier. But it hasn't been. But we'll get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that—that—that's that, one thing. And then there's also this long-standing expectation of what the categories are defined as, too. And if mm. they're, you know, there's a guy coming into the chat right now, Alejandro, and I can understand that, like, the category definition is, and, and this is a good problem to have actually, because there's so much participation at this point that the category is so big that it yeah. brings in so many people that. Four categories are not enough to define the fitness levels at this point, it seems like, if the category is so big that you feel like you have no weight in the in the yeah. race, right? Because at 84, you get one point and everybody just gets one point, 84, 84th place and back, right? Yeah. And so maybe there needs to be a little bit of, you know, and, and this, is, this is still a part of our learning. I mean, we're a couple of years, what are we, three years into – the largest sporting event on a weekly basis in the entire world, managing all these people and their needs. I mean, give a little bit of space. And I think, yeah, there's probably some better ways that, that we can get toward on this hundred yeah. percent. But I think those are the things I'm not saying that there's an answer 
other than I think those are the places that we can work on as a community that the organizers and the athletes can work on those kind of three areas. Like what are you coming in for expectations? How is the organizers going to get rid of the ways people can manipulate things? Mm -hmm. And then, wow, we got this really good problem. How do we recategorize maybe? (laughs) Yeah. I do want to bring up Aaron Blakely's point as well, because I think that's like, I didn't, I haven't thought about that, but that's actually, it's a really good point is that also the way WTRL has done it has been really good because (laughs) you've also got, I'm an ACAT, but I'm not an ACAT like, uh, this is probably a bad example, but Jackie Godby is. Jackie Godby is just like a what monster on the flats, but I can shine on a few climbs, you know, like I'm not a what monster on the sprints. So they've got a mix of courses too. Like, and if you've got a well-rounded team, you can still move around and be 30th one week, top 10 the next week back of the pack in one week because it's just a shocker of a course for you. So I think it's also course dependent. Like you look at the Vuelta happening, like you have a team of riders. Some are particularly good, Alperson, at sprint finishes, but we're not going to see them up, you know, the high mountains. That's where another team comes to the forefront. So I think as well, like, um, you know, if you're feeling a little bit disheartened or you're thinking there's sandbaggers out there or whatever, it's like, look at courses through the season. Like we do this with our team and you star the ones you really, really want to do. Cause you're like, those really match my profile. Um, and accept that on some other courses, some other riders may just be like significantly better. Um, I think as well as a team manager, like I made sure, and we didn't really need to do this cause we're ACAP, but I saw a few comments as well coming through from the race one that a lot of people weren't in the right category and that's really on the team manager. Like the team manager knows the rules. And I knew that I wanted every new rider on my team and the ones who hadn't raced for a while to do a minimum of three races. Like let's bed in where you're at. Um, and I just wanted to know where they are at. But for a C team, you need to make sure that they're not B category because that'll happen first race. And then you've lost a teammate for the rest of the season. So that's also on you to make sure you've done the prep work and getting the people on the right cats to start with. That's a good point, actually, like that somebody maybe not being, it might look like they were trying to keep their numbers in some sort of way or whatever, but then they go and they race all out and bam, like they're suddenly somewhere else. And so and that that's not on, that's definitely... I would agree with you. The onus is on the individual that they have done some really hard all out racing to figure out where those numbers might be at so that they're in the correct space. So it looks like some recruiting. Well, that's our ZRL rundown. If you got any opinions or ideas, we want to hear them. Uh, we definitely want to also address them as best as we possibly can to get in some, uh, you know, the conversation going because that's the only way that things move forward too, as far as like some of the things that might be, uh, maybe not hiccups, but just stuff that's like, hey, we want to see this get better. But I, I personally had a ton of fun, but well, ton of fun. My experience is we TT'd off the front. OMG just. Oh my God, like, I didn't know you raced. Right from the, yeah, so oh, OMG cool. went on, like right from the get go, Peter Mogg went. Then I, I was like, so what I was thinking was like, I need the experience of what's going to happen at Schwamagon? I'm going 500 watts bridging to him. And he was like, and he was going like five, five, five 
gas, just full gas for like, and he got like 10 to 15 seconds. And I was like, right from the gun too. I was like, Oh man, I got to close this as fast <laughs> as I can. And the whole time, all I was thinking was what will it be feeling like to try and hold on to those initial climbs at Schwamagon this weekend? So I was watching this, <laughs> and I was like, I got to hold. And I, and I read Payson McKelvin's, uh, gravel nationals post and he said they did at five hours in they did 550 watts for a minute and a half at, at five hours in right <laughs> so i was like that's the minimum i was like that's the <laughs> minimum that i have to do right here so i just went and man when i i blew up full like completely blew up and then held on to the wheel and then essentially in blow up mode just we we had rider after rider come across the only thing is when you're a dominating team in a category for me, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I'm like I we need we need we need some competition, and um, <clears throat> I'm actually like for round two. Sorry, OMG boys, I'm looking for vision guys at this point because like we need we need OMG needs competition. I'm on OMG, but we well, you need, could just Nathan so, just do Yumbo Visma, just compete against each other. Get off Discord and just be like. <laughs> well, we kind of, that kind of happened at the sprint. Like me and the rest of the guys all sprinted each other, but it was out of a TTT. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, so another, we need one or two or three more teams that are like, throw it at us a little bit. So, and, uh, and I don't know, OMG's probably going to be mad at me. No, they'll love me still, I think. But we, we just need to make it so that there's a little bit more parity across some of the, at least within our with our America's West, and it's also a more quiet time. So yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Like yeah. it's tough on the on some of the ends of the of the divisions within each of the uh, world regions to try and really find bigger chunks of riders to really find that depth sometimes. So, but all right, let's move on to uh, Zwift update. Mm. Let's run it all down real quickly here, and then we'll get to the really spicy stuff from this season on Zwift. So what the, okay. um, out of this update? You know, one point four eight released yesterday. Um and there's oh, a lot of fixes for Zwift oh, playing. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 are you thinking as far as your your favorite thing that you're seeing in here? Um, I'll, maybe I could run down real quickly though. Fixes for Zwift play. Yeah. There were some fixes for Garmin Connect not doing some things that have been around for a while. Zwift racing scores actually pulled from from the program platform right now. Uh, it had a soft launch, but now. It looks like we're looking to reintroduce it. Is talking? Did we have an actual date on that? I think maybe down into October, November, but nothing hard or solid. I don't think, as far as that goes. I think that's the big one when it comes to mm. anything that we've been just talking about. Yeah, I mean the update that's coming in the next, like the day or so. I mean it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of boring. Bug fixes. New roads. Can we talk about new roads? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Well, since since we had just talked about you know results based categorization, Zwift are working on that. They released into the wild the, the racing score, and now they've pulled it because they're like, okay, there's people that weren't maybe happy about the exact way that it was that it was working. And they're listening. So that that's one thing that I think is nice is that we can see that they're working on something, they're listening, and they want to get it really, really right so that we can get out of this space where people are maybe able to manipulate where they place themselves within categorization and heading towards result-based categorization. For those who are maybe new and like, one of the things we really like to do is to make sure we're not making things more complicated for you as a Zwifter as we communicate. The difference being there's 
two different ways that you can look at your categorization. One is we have an assumption about what you can do before you enter a race based on a fitness profile, okay? And, and, and that's like an assumption that has nothing to do on any results other than like, we think you can do these numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's you earn something that is a space amongst results that you have gained, right? And so it doesn't have anything to do with any kind of power profile that you have. It only has something to do with like you've proven that this is where you should exist. And objectively, if you think through the logic of it, that would then place somebody in a competition space in the right place based on what those competitions are about. And so like it's just a natural cycle that ends up putting you in the right place over and over and over again, unless you just like to lose. If you like to lose, for some reason, you'll stay wherever you like to lose. And if you like to win and you can do it, you'll end up upgrading out of winning. And so um, that's the difference between those. And the reason why we want to get there is it can't be manipulated because winning's the goal. And if you do it, it gives you the rewards of going somewhere else, you know, Ooh, when it comes to the, though, the better category. Yeah. And this is the chat we had with, um, I've just forgotten his name, but he came in around the Zwift racing score. What if winning is not the goal? So this is where, for me, it's like I want results-based categorization, but man, it is going to be a complicated beast because the racing I do on Zwift is mostly just Grand Prix and ZRL. I kind of very rarely just jump into a race. And if I do, it might be more like a tiny race, which this would affect too because they're so short, right? So... If it's my goal often in Grand Prix or ZRL is not to win, it is Hmm. doing a full lead out effort for a teammate to get sprint points. It's about, hey, I'm going to switch to the gravel bike and get fastest time segment up that gravel climb and then switch back, lose the pack, but I've got all those points and I've taken them off another team. So... It's going to be kind of interesting so how those team racing. So you're talking about team racing though. And so in other uh, games, this has also been approached from mm, okay. a team perspective. Okay. Where you have a rating based on a team result. Okay. okay. Uh, you could have, a, so some games they'll do it where every single game in some games is a team game. And so mm-hmm. you just have a personal rating because every time you win or lose, your team won or you lost. And so you yeah, go yeah. up or down based on that. Dota, perfect example of that. You always have a 5v5 and then bam, whether or not your team tends to win, you end up ranking up or down. In uh, Overwatch, they have uh, role specific where your individual score goes up and down based on winning or losing because you're always trying to win as an individual. So there's... Um, there's different ways that you could do it. You could have two separate ratings. I think that though the solution here that they're aiming at, I think to make it as simple and as quickly being able to launch is one of those best five or best 10 results kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. that maybe you re- maybe you remove some of the team-based categorization stuff mm-hmm. where you weren't maybe trying to go for, right? Like, I do guess the you, point, you, yeah, I guess the point is, is like, I only really do team-based, I guess. So ah. potentially this, my, if I went and decided, oh, I'm, I am going to do an individual race, then it probably won't be like super valid, maybe. I'll just be like, oh, I guess that's my score. I think this is, 
oh, we're going down a little rabbit hole, aren't we? But I think like, I don't, for me, I just, I don't really care. Um, so if I just look at me, I get the importance, but if I just look at me, I, I don't really care about it because I race ZRL, like I said, I race ZRL, I race Grand Prix. And to be honest, if I picked another one, I'd probably do like a chasing race, like chasing yellow race, which has their own categorization anyway. Like they've just done their own one. Um, so who, what races is this for? Is this just for the kind of community races out there that aren't attached to any organization? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, with, I think that, the end result of how scratch races play out is going to be the main things that this is based upon up front. I do think that there are going to be ways, hopefully, in which this, uh, but this would be much more complicated coding that would have to happen in the future, but there could be a way in which um, the game then recognizes that in-game, this is a team-based win or lose. So mm -hmm. your team is all attached to each other, right? And all the points are being ranked in-game. And then once whether or not your, your team got the 20-point win or whatever, like Riot did, then all of you would be given the win as your rank would then or, – or something along yeah, those lines yeah. when it comes to those team-based things. I don't know, like – I, yeah. But then, then the question is: Is that where you belong? Is that well, not where you belong? Yeah, because we could that, separate that out. Have our sixth dropped rider who was like racing for the first time on Zwift, giving it a go. If she suddenly got this uber high race ranking, it would be like, huh. I guess like the the end point for me is what I don't want because you know I'm all about like I love team tactics. Like I will happily sacrifice a race if it's for something fun and that makes a difference to the points at the finish. What I don't want is anything to come in that would disincentivize team tactics. Do you get what I mean? So if someone's like, oh, but if, mm -hmm. I, if I do that raid and I get dropped from the main pack, I know I just got lots of points, but my like, raiding is going to go down because I'm going to come 40th instead of 8th. I think, you know? I thought, yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, the more that we talk about this here, the more I think a feature which would only enhance the community of racing – to its highest level would be to start developing along down this clubs and team mm. in game identity and that the teams that you're a part of have their own ranking identity the teams that you're a part of have their and and then you're when you do a team based thing you're impacting your team based ranking yeah right and so like so you enter a race as uh, yeah Sarah snow pins so it you doesn't impact the individual. As that yeah. Team. Yeah. Exactly. And so since yes, it is a yes, team-based yes. thing, yeah. then the ranking is only based on that result. And then when you're doing individual, yeah. you're doing like, individual yeah, yeah. ranking and you have two separate rankings. That has also existed in many online competitive games as well. So We've solved it, Nathan. Um, it 100% does. And when we <laughs> used to – so in World of Warcraft, they had this, and it used to be that you could enter arena. Arena was the competitive space and you'd enter arena maybe as an individual and you had your individual ranking. And you just got thrown in with randos, right? Like total random. And like, hopefully they were good or hopefully they weren't. But then you had, um, you had your three V three rating and then you had your five V five rating. So you mm. had actually three different ratings for three different game types cool. where it mattered 
And then if you were on, you had to decide what teams you wanted to be on. So like, oh man, do I want to leave this team and give up my rating? Or but I really want to play with my other buddy that I'm learning to to race with, but or or not race with, but like go into arena with or whatever. And so and and we kind of already have that with WTRL. We're figuring out that that's okay with the community. Do you see what I'm saying? Because there is yeah. that question is like, do you want to create that tension in the community? That's only actually made things really cool that people are recruiting and drafting yeah. and trying to find who's going to identify with what team. And if we had that in game, I think that'd solve this problem a lot. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay. I like, I think we've solved it, Nathan. There we go. All done. <laughs> How hard can it be? Well, okay. Yeah, the guys that I know that are devs, they love you right now, Anna. Oh, yeah, solved. Yep, it's all yep. done. Snap your fingers, Anna. Snap, snap. Magic. Done. <laughs> well, we really went on for a while. We haven't even gotten to the spicy stuff I yet. know, I know. <laughs> right? Let's do it. Let's like, do it. Here we go. All right. Well, what's coming up next? This season on Zwift, they had a press release uh, on um, Wednesday, yesterday, and uh, there's been a whole lot of new stuff that looks like it's coming pretty quickly here. Let's go right to the new roads. You, oh. you talked about it right off the bat. Coming in October, there's an expansion to Autopia, actually. We're getting 19 kilometers of new roads. First expansion of Watopia since 2019, actually. And it's actually a connection from Fuego Flats, the expansion that it happened to add the desert section out on Zwift, that's going to go over to the Mayan jungle that's behind the Epic KOM area. So they're adding an expansion to two expansion spaces, actually. And I'm wondering if this is one of the first times that that i think out the swift is the other time that that's happened within watopia but um this, there hasn't been that many so this is like an add-on to some add-ons that had happened in the past this is awesome i mean i'm all for new roads like i see new roads i'm like i don't care what else there is like i've got this this is awesome the pictures are beautiful i actually like i don't know who comes up with this stuff you would know nathan but I just, it's a perfect road expansion. It is perfect for Watopia. The reason I'm saying that is it's joining two points in the map that I personally don't often go to. Like sometimes I go with Coco Cadence, we go round that roundabout and then back through the desert and I'm like, oh, I just kind of, I don't want to do, I've literally had this, I don't want to do the hilly terrain of Titans today. But I also just can't really be bothered going back downtown. I guess I'll just stay in the desert. And then on the <laughs> flip side, you have the jungle where I'm like, you've really got to have a reason to go out there. Like, usually it's a race because you've got to kind of, if you start downtown. That's really, if funny. You That's really funny. you got to have a reason to go all the way out to the jungle, man. <laughs> you climb up that thing and then, yeah. it's just, uh, then it's just the alp out there in this loop and you're like, I'm wondering yeah. if that's really funny. But like, because I've been just kind of rolling around Zwift lately, you know, aimlessly until Claire's come on and coached me, as I have aimlessly, want, you know, like ridden out to the jungle. And it's beautiful. Like I do ride out there and I'm like, this is actually a really good interval set too because you kind of have the long downhill and then you can do the long draggy uphill as like an effort to recover back on the down up. And I was like, but I just don't go there. Whereas this now I'm like, 
yeah, I'd go there because 19K could do like a nice long extended warm up and then start doing some loops around the jungle. They've got that little cut short through there too. So you could cut it, make it a short interval session. I don't know. I just looked at this and was like, perfect. Like, this is great. And usually I like hills being added, but I just, yeah, I love it. The pictures of it look amazing. It's kind of got like a real, someone will tell me in chat, the mosaic tiles. Like, I think that's a bit of a Spanish thing and the way the buildings look. They, it just kind of has this like, I don't know, like Mediterranean beachside flair. Mediterranean Italian or South American like feel mm, to, okay. to, those, yeah. to those houses. I definitely see that. I also see some of the forest in there looking a little different than what we've usually seen in some of the roads as well. If you haven't headed over to, head over to Swift Insider, you can see a lot of these. If you're listening in on the podcast, uh, they've got a great po post actually showing actually a little bit of video in there as well of some of it. So uh, these roads, I think they're going to be super popular. I think it's one of the – so. Strategically, though, when you think get into the developer's head, the accomplishment of a lot of people ride Fuego, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe the use of roads and getting places that people want to be maybe but don't necessarily go, yeah. I think this is a great idea, right? Because tons of people are on Flago Flats all the time. Uh -huh. It's one of the most popular sections of all. I mean, it's it's the most populated, I think, section of Autopia. It used to be the the flat roads uh, with the bypass under with the underwater tunnel, but now it it's Flago, and people just take a left, and you can go to some of the coolest roads that are in Autopia that don't get used much, I think, yeah. because it's so tough to get to them. And because it's a like 19 kilometer link between like the roundabout to the jungle. Start a, a kilometer in, or like a kilometer early. You've got a 20k time trial on some beautiful flat roads. Mm. Like that's really cool too. Or you can do a, you know, a 40k time trial straight line. This is a triathlete of me talking. You know, from the desert through this this flat bit. Um, there's there's obviously a ton of like new routes coming, which is quite cool as well. So eight new routes ranging up to 48 kilometers in length. So that's going to be awesome. I always love ticking off those badges. I kind of actually, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I would love to do a, like a, um, who gets their first race. Like you could start downtown and someone goes the traditional way into like the, um, jungle area and someone takes the new road through the desert in the flat and see who gets there first. Like have like a, a race from downtown to the jungle banner and like, boom, I wonder if, um, you know, Gold Rush, for those that don't know, is a really old school uh, third party dev that had happened. And um, WTRL now have ownership of of that. Um, I, I'm not sure if the website was actually GPS, Zwift GPS. Zwift GPS mm. is what Gold Rush was ran through. And it was a third party web based app that would track where you were. And then it would put little gold coins on the map on Watopia, just on, not actually in your game. You couldn't see it in the game, but you could go chase those things all over the place. They were like kind of random generated, right? Mm. And and that gave, that gave me back the idea. And as Watopia expands, now this is big, like just, you know, messing around in my head with like, well, what could that be? But it really reminded me that like one of the things was like there weren't enough roads that maybe were with enough options 
some of the roads might have been like you just were going to climb a mountain or a volcano or you know what I mean? So there weren't enough flat places maybe. And maybe like as more connectors and more ways to get places open up, something fun like Gold Rush. And with yeah. what we're seeing come with the more Mario Kartish yeah. stuff that we gamification, maybe some built-in stuff in game where you can have some fun games like that. I wonder if the community would take to that. Like would it be like ah, meh, whatever or – and I think like with what we see coming with the next thing we'll be talking about, which is this more like group um, co competition in a gamification type space. So one of the other things on this season on Zwift is that there'll be multiplayer mode on Repack Rush. Mm -hmm. And so does that go toward, I mean, you have little coins in game, people are chasing them and you can get some sort of bonus from chasing them on time. Oh yeah. You know, that. Yep, I um, I totally agree because I think I saw the gold rush thing ages ago, and the part that stopped me was it was like it wasn't in game. Like I couldn't see the coin sitting twirling on the road for me to steer over and like grab it. Right, but yeah, I think this could totally work. You say like, okay, like oh, this you could so go so many ways. So you could have like an event where you pick a non-game mode. And you just go get from point A to B as fast as you can, like a regular event, scratch race. Or you go, I'm going to go the gamified one and I'll get time bonuses and I'll have this, that and the other. And yeah, I mean, remember we talked about it ages ago with Repack Rush. And this is why I'm so stoked that I've seen it. Where we were like, imagine a ZRL race where you tactically can send teammates through that gamified area to go get the team time bonuses. Like... Mm -hmm. It would be so cool, right? Like, and I think this is like a step in that direction, a hybrid kind of racing thing where you can see this gets me quite excited. Like it would just be, it would just <laughs> add that sort of element, right? Where I just, I'm all about tactics and you'd be like, man, who are we going to send that way? Who wouldn't we? Who's really great at steering? Oh, I just think it's cool. A, a multiplayer mode. Yeah, totally the right way to go. Carissa Min, Carissa Min is needs to calm down already because she is all about it right now over on our Twitch chat. She is like, I am totally in. Let's go. Multiple yep. chats coming in from Carissa. Absolutely loving it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see one other thing about this and to show that it's not just a repack rush because in the past it's been only repack rush that's really gotten any kind of um, development toward this like. You know, at first it was mountain biking with steering. Now steering's gone across all the game. Now they're starting to put, you know, it's like a test area where you see things happening. Well, in the, this season on Zwift, we see Crit City mm. with a mode that actually yeah. has the same stuff that we see in Repack Rush yeah. with little time bonuses, jump, uh, launch, pa launch pads, speed pads, or slowdown pads. So interesting to see. Uh, how that'll play out in Crit City? I mean, like adding steering to that. I wonder. I wonder how that's going to take. You know, I, I want. I really. I'm excited to give it a try. I don't know what the release time on that is for uh, those game modes. But it's gonna give us an exact. Uh, continues to evolve this fall. So in the coming gotcha. months. So it's a little bit general to fall though. So fall is for you guys. Yeah, September, October, November. So sometime in the next two to three months. Eight weeks ish. Another one that I thought was pretty interesting was um, the addition to the workout library. Oh, that, that was awesome. And that's heading, 
heading toward the companion app. And I'm wondering if this is also where they're going to start doing development with organization of things. Like, like I don't know, like right now the workout discovery and like being able to figure out what workouts you're doing and like mapping that out and planning for that, it definitely is really, really difficult to find what you need to find. And a lot of the athletes that I work with, like currently – it's difficult enough that I asked them for their login. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've done the same thing. And put, it, yeah. and put it in their custom yeah. for them so that it loads from my. So I'll build the workout and then I'll yeah. load it from my Zwift because it goes across their. It goes across the the internet to their and downloads for them mm -hmm. into their Zwift if I logged it in. So it's yeah. like because it's so complicated. So hopefully, with it going to the companion app, things are going to start getting. I would hope more simple for yeah. all things workout, and then. There's this garage request that we've been making. I wonder if that'll go over oh, there. That'd be amazing. Well, I don't know. Like, oh, maybe. I mean, garage hey, check sale. Out my, check out my stuff on Zwift <laughs> on your companion app. You can see all your cool, dress your avatar on your companion app. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Actually, yes. Like my son's little school app where he could dress as monster. We spent ages on that. So I didn't realize how much I loved companion app. Now, when I'm talking companion app, I'm talking offline companion app, like not when I'm sitting, when I'm sitting on Zwift, I don't think I use companion app at all. When I'm not on Zwift and I'm sitting at my desk at work, I love companion app. And I didn't realize how much until I was using an app that doesn't have a companion app. And I was like, what events are on tonight? Well, the app is loaded on my PC at home. I can't figure that out. And I actually then did something on Zwift instead because I was like, oh, I'll look on Zwift and see what's there. Okay, cool. I'll do that. And I'm such a have it in my calendar person. And then so I know like that's locked and loaded. That's locked and loaded. Yes, I'll do that. Um, so yeah, this is awesome because often, I mean, now it's probably different with a coach and that my workouts will be there already. But before that, I would just go in and be like, what should I do today? You know, and just kind of like spend, <laughs> like I'd have an hour time and I'd spend the first 10 minutes scrolling through workouts being like, oh, nah, well, maybe that, no, this, no. So this is like awesome. I can like cut that out and like just have pure training time. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm, I'm loving to see this organization happen in this way. Uh, other things, Petzl Fest is coming. So oh, we talked about usual, that. Yeah. With the Academy, with the Academy. Uh, it looks like is going for November 6th. Be on the watch out. For Can I give a that. shout out on that? Yeah. yeah the yeah. paint job and the kit for Zwift Academy this year is sick. It is so good. It is a deep, per well, I will definitely cover this in an upcoming fashion when I unlock this, but a deep purple with a sort of turquoise. Oh my gosh. When I saw that, I was like, I need that paint job. Like it looks awesome it's the best so far in my opinion it's yeah. the best so far yeah 100 it's, it's really really good uh i when i saw those colors and the scheme and everything about it i was just like that's new coolest kit in game by far yeah. um zwift hub now comes with one year of zwift but there is a price increase uh to 5.99 but you get two months free free of of zwift alongside it so uh, that is also something uh, that just happened actually as of yesterday. Um, so let's see, anything else here that we so really want to jump into? Obviously? Just the thing that's missing 
And I think this is where Zwift has to be a little bit careful because they had coming up on Zwift the last time we did this. I do actually like these press releases where they kind of give everything that's coming up. But do you remember when we did coming up on Zwift before my winter and I was so pumped about it and it's never arrived and it's not here. So I'm like, well, I guess it's just not happening. Is that terrain-based workout. Do you remember where you could go pick a route, but it would be a workout and it would have like messaging on screen and you could go, it was kind of similar to what they did in Zwift Academy last year where you did Legends and Lava but it was a workout. So you'd go in and it would be like a sprint's coming up. We want this to be VO2. Okay, go, go, go. And then you'd sprint and they'd be like, okay, relax through the S's and then get to the volcano. This is your, you know, like threshold effort. Da, da, da. It was saying that it was going to bring out terrain-based workouts, but I've just never seen them. So I guess maybe that's fallen off the wagon. That's a good point. I wonder, maybe ask about that and see what's going on with with uh with that there is some terrain based stuff kind of with the update that's coming to the climb portal um mm. with the changes to that you know where you can do the climb portal uh with a change in how dip the, the difficulty so you have a 50 percent mm. of the climb a 75 percent or the original um as far as the scale of the climb goes and i think there was a lot of questions well then are there going to be different leaderboards or what kind of like uh because completing some of these climbs was really really difficult and i have a i have a feeling that like oh the tourmalay or the whatever like these are just this is going to take some people an hour and a half to two i don't have that much time but i want to get the completion of that climb and so i think that Mm. they're 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 doing it and what do you you're like no this ain't i'm not this ain't it but, well, I don't, no, I, the okay. reason you they're cat, but they're 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 so they are separated though. I completed it at this difficulty is is actually said though. It's it's not like you completed tourmalade. I completed fifty percent tourmalade. I completed seventy five percent. You still get the experience of it, but you don't get to say I completed the OG. Oh, I just think they've made something way too complicated. Like, I think what would be easier in my mind is just they've got the two climb, like have two climb portals active. Now there's a climb portal that is the big ones. You've got the tourmalay, you've got the whatevers. Now they just sit there or maybe they're just every weekend or something. Like they're the ones like, you know, the um, Alta Zwift where I don't go do that all the time, but sometimes I just want to go do it as a challenge, right? And I know, okay, Tourmalay's sitting there, um, I'll go do that. And then there's just a rotating sort of medium to easy climb that people can just go tackle. But now I'm like, oh my God, it's just, it's it, like, it <laughs> takes, it's a, it just takes the shine off it a bit. Like it would be like if you went and did Alp de Zwift and then halfway up, it's like, okay, if you want to like, exit now because it's gotten a little bit hard off you go well i don't know <laughs> I, you actually you complete Alp de Zwift though at the 50 percent of its difficulty and you get to complete that experience but some people might never complete that experience yeah in also game. just go do epic is, climb like this but it, they want to complete Alp de Zwift yeah, but you've got to go do Alta Zwift. Alta Zwift is Alta Zwift. You know, it's if you want to do fifty percent of Alta Zwift, go do and Epic I would Climb. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you in real life. But this is a climb portal, okay. like a dungeon in a, like a dungeon in a game. And you can you when you first do your first game dungeon and you're not leveled up and you're not ready for hard mode, you do the easy mode. 
and then and then you can like once you get good enough at the game you do the medium mode and then if you want to do hard mode you get the extra whatever you get because you did the hard mode like i because it's a climb portal and it's in a game and they have the opportunity to create this space where people can complete a cool epic thing that is at 50 percent i it's not like they're awarding you completing yeah, but like the th- but the thing is is like they have a medium climb so if i look at it personally like if i was coming back into fitness i'm like well i'm not fit enough mm-hmm. to do tourmalade at the moment oh but they've got this medium climb colder whatever's that takes about 15 minutes actually i'm gonna do that one i'm gonna try that one okay but we now- get the best of both worlds here we get the best of both worlds because people want to identify with whatever climb that's happening or whatever that is. They want to say that I did. Now I'm not saying like I'm not saying that this satisfies in any way the 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 the, the I understand what you're saying where people want the prestige of completing Tourmalay OG. I shouldn't even have to say OG. I think that's what you're saying is like there isn't OG tourmalade, there's just tourmalade. I yeah. get that hundred <laughs> percent. This is a fake Klein portal. So call it, <laughs> don't call it tourmalade then. Then it's not tourmalade. Like call it random Zwift. It's 50% tourmalade and you experienced, because look, if somebody wants to experience it, they they could just turn a, turn a, 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 a drill on or you know what I mean? Like they're at their house getting an experience to get them to exercise like that's who this is aimed at this is aimed at somebody who wants the experience of doing a cool climb that they've seen in real life it does these things up and down get the cool workout mark the badge off and i did easy mode of that climb like i get i i'm okay i'm totally with you that there's but this then other I kind side of, of it that's like but then i think like oh, i don't know so so i look at it and I go, tourmalay. Okay, it pops up, which I love. It says, how much time will this probably take? Okay, like I said, I'm coming back into fitness. I get 75% of the way up and I'm like, oh, I'm not quite there today. I'm going to get there next time. And I do a U-turn and I cruise down and I go, damn, I didn't get that badge, but one day I'm going to get it. One day I'm going to get that tourmalay. Like I just, it's the whole point. Like I don't, and I think, I would totally get this if they only had big climb options in the portal. I would understand it more. But they've got a whole range of different climb options. So if you're like, okay. But there's I- only two active at a time. There's only active at a time. And I, I don't So it's just a different way of doing the exact same thing that you just said, just downgrading it a little bit. And giving somebody that completion, I think on the date, I'm, I'm going to just – I don't know this for a fact. It's a guess. But like giving people like I did it and giving them at least some sort of I did it, but it was 25% and maybe next time I'll be able to get the 50 and next time I'll work toward the 100. Like, and most of the population, I think they're trying to find what they're going to do. And like, if these claims just aren't being touched at all, why are they even there? Let's not waste our time with having them there. So do you want the tourmalay at all? Or do you want a 25%, 50%, or 100%? Because I think this is the happy medium that keeps it there. 
Because mm -hmm. if people aren't using it, why are we giving a resource to it? Yeah, well, like I think that's I guess why. time will tell if people use the use it anymore with this option. percent Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it doesn't do I think that's the thinking though. I think that's the thinking. And yeah. and and I think it's dumb. I, I, you know what's funny? You know what's funny, Anna, is that I was I what well I one hundred percent sat in your shoes probably two or three years ago of like just do the thing. Shut up. Get harder. Let's go, Rocky. Come on. Like, no, I don't even mean that. I don't. Like I'm actually <laughs> even on the complete other side of it because, like, okay, I'll give a, I'll give an example. PRL full, that really long route. Like, we don't. We have PRL half, so maybe it is the same. You can go do PRL half. Okay, so maybe. Okay, maybe that. Maybe I'm proving your own point there, but I just think. I've do seen do, some. Do we need a PRL quarter now? Do we need That's what I mean. I just, I have seen so many amazing stories and seen them on Zwift of people who have got a whole community around them to make this challenge happen. And I think it's maybe like the tourmalade is hard and it takes a really long time. So let's not, you know, water it down by having all these other little things in there. It's sort of like PRL full is freaking hard and it takes but a long time. it's not time. watered down. It's, I don't, it's not watered down. It still exists. It's still there. I think it makes it even more epic because uh, now people will have an attention to pay to it where it's 25%, 50%. Whoa, you did 100% and you can okay, actually see okay. the rating differences. I'm, like, not, I'm getting people not agreeing people, with me. So I guess it's, yeah, maybe I need to change my mindset. But someone said here, like, you know, has said, like, come on, Anna, the majority of the population is Cat D. But this is the point I'm making is, like, I mean, I have been Cat D. Like, I come back through pregnancies and I work through the categories. And in those Cat Ds, I have seen Cat Ds do freaking amazing things and pull a full community around them because of a huge yeah. challenge that sits there that is a challenge. I, that, I, but that's yeah. still there. But it's still there. That's not yeah. like that's not there now. Yeah. Like, I, so, but, but, and here's the thing, like, if it were natural in-game, like the Alp the Zwift, and you could just roll up to Alp the Zwift yeah. and then, like, turn a dial down, then I might be a little bit more like, that's not like entering a dungeon with hard mode, easy mode, medium mode. That's kind of like you can just change the climb. Like, uh, I don't know about... But since it's in a portal, it makes it a little bit easier yeah. on my... I just, I guess, thing. like, I, the, I, 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 yeah. The mentality when I first saw it was like, don't underestimate people. Everyone can take on this yeah. challenge. Come on, let's not tell people that they can. It just screamed to me like, not everyone can do this. I'm like, everyone can. Like, they, they can yeah. do these challenges. And I guess it just made me feel maybe, that maybe feeling. Though, okay, so, but maybe, though, that this will be a carrot, though, for somebody to start thinking about doing 50 and 100 because most of them, in their mindset, give three hours of riding a week. Yeah. That like, that's all this person gives to ride in a week. And their one ride a week is going to be to go do the tourmalade, yeah. like, or whatever, like that. And that this will tease them toward giving more of their time. Yeah, to sure. Darren, the bike. You know yeah, I mean? Darren came them. through with that point that he said he'd do it on 50% if he only had an hour to give it a try and fit it in. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, 
I could be swayed around here. I came in. I came in hot. Look, wait, wait, hold on. We don't have to. This is view three versus view one. I mean, this is like. Oh, I know. Like, we can make a we can make a meme out of this one. Don't let it go too fast. Controversies <laughs> are the best. I know. I know. It's always good when we disagree. Um, okay, I'll let me think on that one for a while. I'll I'll take away my first visceral reaction and see if I can. Uh, Look, I had the same reaction as you. Just I, I had I what 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 are we doing to the crimes? Like oh. like I so, but I'm I'm trying to get into the other mindset, and it and by putting myself into the other mindset, it's kind of swaying me. It's okay. brought me okay. over. I'm I'm just trying, you know, honestly, Anna, like. I'm just trying to steel man the other side of the argument. I'm not like really yeah, like, yeah. as best as I possibly can, you know? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. You got to go open presents soon. Let's get into coach's corner here. Yeah. This was uh, a yeah quick one that I came up with. Cause we had it, we were chit chatting about it in our discord group. Um, and we actually had uh, one of our riders was sitting with like the Canadian national track coach while we were talking about it. And so she asked the track coach and then I kind of did some reading as well. And it was actually sparked from, I think it was last week you were talking about it or the week before bicarbonate of soda. So like taking bicarb soda. And I was like, Ooh, maybe I should do that. And I'm like Googling, like what little drink mix should I make and all of this. And so like one of the articles put it really well and the Canadian national track coach kind of emphasized it again, which was Looking at something, and I'm using bicarbonate of soda as the example. It could be any anything that is, fits into this category. But it was stated, bicarb soda is the sprinkle on top of the cherry on top of the icing on the cake. And if you don't have the cake baked right, you should not be focusing on that. And I was like, okay, so this is that marginal gains versus just – uh, what did you call it? The foundation. And if we had a really good yep. chat about it and the, the national track coach and all of us kind of sort of came to the point of like, you know, look, you got to look after the basics first. You have good sleep, good overall nutrition, consistency of training. If all of that is nailed down, I would say for like at least a year, <laughs> like you can start to then sort of look at, in my opinion, some real small advantages you may be getting. But like, if I look at myself, like I don't think I've nailed good overall nutrition yet. So why am I starting to look at like a bicarb sort of thing, which to be honest, if I haven't even nailed like what I'm eating in a race with like the amount of carbs or something, it's not going to offer benefit. It could actually more end up being detrimental looking at the 1% of the 1% of the 1% rather than the 99% of something that will actually do, do me better. Yeah, the big yeah. If you're focusing a ton, like if you don't know your nutrition and you're focusing a ton on bicarb soda, like yeah, you're probably gonna end up with a lot less. Like if it's one or the other, if it's one or the yeah. other, I would yeah. agree with those statements, right? And you only only have so much time in your week, day, etc. And if you don't have the patterns down for the foundations already, and then you start spending time on figuring out how to do the bicarb. Like that takes time. You have to yeah. weigh it. You have to figure out what kind of mixture it's going to be, how much water to take with it. You have to then practice it for like weeks in order to get it right. So it doesn't destroy your stomach inside of a race. I mean, and that, you know, there is, 
out of everything that I know for marginal gains, that's one of the big ones. Like that one is like from my experience so far, I've I is like, okay, I got an extra this many watts, it seems like, on a consistent basis while doing this. That's pretty freaking cool. And like, you know, it's it's like if it's it's the difference between I took pre-workout and I was able to do two extra uh two extra sets of of whatever lifting or something or you know what i mean and and, and that's significant that is significant yeah. right but if i can't lift the weight if i can't show up fresh if i can't you know what i mean like there's all these other things that if i'm not doing these basics like you said it might be detrimental because there's one more thing here too is that when you do these things for marginal gains you can like hurt yourself yeah. <laughs> like like you can like blow up really bad because one of the things i mean using bicarb is, an ex is just in a little example is like you know you you can end up blowing up really fast because it makes it so you just can have massive more amount of lactate in your muscles and you don't feel it as much and you're just like boom you're suddenly blowing up immediately like because you don't know how to manage that well so yeah. anyways i mean there's just but a little example I mean, but the the anecdote is the only thing I want to push back. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but that's I mean, bicarb soda is one anecdote, but there could be like, you know, stuff I've seen in triathlon, people are like on their TT bike, stripping paint off it, doing all of that to get the lightest weight possible <laughs> on their bike. And then I'm like, on race day, you're putting like three drink bottles on there. It's like so your nutrition strategy for the race, like if your goal is to have a low bike weight for whatever reason on a flat TT course, like you should have a nutrition strategy where you have the minimum number of bottles and you use the aid station. But you turn up and they've got like 5 kg of water bottles on there. I'm like, come on, stripping the paint down is like Tour de France rider kind of stuff. Like, come on, that's, that's like a 0.001% advantage backed up by a poor nutrition strategy that if you'd actually focused on that side of things, you would have got way more advantage. So I guess it's that kind of like, yeah, it's, it was just a good wake up call to me that sometimes you can kind of like get carried away with the sort of the, oh, these little advantages are really good instead of just almost like the boring stuff. Like, do you know what? I actually just need to be healthy, well, and hit consistent training. <laughs> like, and that's where I'm at at the moment. And I, I understand you and I are in quite different spaces at the moment. You are, you've done the consistent training. Your overall nutrition is good. Your sleep is good. So now you're looking for those things. I look at me and I'm like, I, I just need to have really good consistent training for a period of time before I even think about these little 1% advantages. Yeah, and, and usually these things are things you have to employ over time and really there isn't there isn't a magic bullet. That's the that's I think is the thing is like we can get focused in on trying to find that magic bullet, trying to find that little magic thing that's going to just change the race for us or change the, if I do this little thing. And then we get really, really focused in on those things. And because one thing I, I definitely don't want to say though that I don't think is logically true is it's not this or that if i don't have these things in place then i don't do this at all well i don't know like i i feel like like there's 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 different there's different phases for sure so like 
am I using some of these different things when it's like during my base building? No, like there's, I'm not going to be doing any of some of those things at all during mm -hmm. base building. It doesn't make yeah. sense to do that because it's not about high end performance at that time. Um, you know, and so I, 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 there's, there's a, for me, like my philosophy mind goes and goes, there is a fallacy somewhere in there because these things will help. Like if you do them, some of them will help. It just is a time management thing and a, um, is it worth it with your time to put this in where you might be putting your time somewhere else? Yeah. and your energy somewhere else now if you do have the energy you do have the time you do have and you're you're in a place where i can start employing these things and learning about them i'm not against that either like no it's but not i like, think like, it's not no like but... When, but let's can i use the cake analogy really quick yeah yeah it's not like i'm not like while i'm building the cake I have an ideal in my mind about the cherry and the sprinkles, like, and those are going to go on. And yeah, so yeah, I yeah. have to at least maybe have those cherries and sprinkles ready for when it's time to put them on. So it's not like you should just ignore Oh, gosh, those no, no, beans. no. But what I'm saying you know, is you can't yeah. have, like, this cake that there's literally not a cake, like you pull out of the oven and there's just a cherry sitting there with some sprinkles on top and you're like, <laughs> there's no cake. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you use your yeah, example, yeah. if you were sort of like – oh, yeah, I'm sort of trialing this bicarb soda. And then I'm like, how's your training going? And you're like, oh, I missed like five of my training sessions this week. It's like, well, the bicarb soda isn't going to like magic up training. Yeah, you're looking at it from a totality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're looking from a total, yeah. like what have you been accomplishing? Like, fine, use the bicarb soda, but like that would have done way more for you. Totally, yeah, 100%. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so and I'm 100%. looking at like yeah, yeah, yeah. a coach perspective where people, you know, often come to me with these things. They're like, "Oh, my friend told me that I should be having like beetroot juice," and I'm like, "Well, I'm telling you what would probably be better is if you had all your training sessions, because um, the beetroot juice, once you start hitting your training sessions and you don't miss that one or you don't cut that one short." then we can talk about these little add-ons, but let's just focus on you doing some consistent training, you know, like, yeah, and I think that's what I mean. Miss, people might miss the consistent training by putting energy elsewhere Yeah, is what you're getting, what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're gotcha. putting the priority elsewhere, like sort of putting the priority on the, the shiny cool thing that's out there in the endurance community rather than kind of like, when a good point is like when the um, Brownlee brothers were asked, so they're like top Olympic, medal winning triathletes and the older one I think he's a double gold medalist the older one was asked like what's what's your secret you know and he well, I don't know like verbatim what he said but it was sort of like yeah I just I'm boring I wake up and I train and I do the <laughs> basics right you know it wasn't kind of like oh well I have 20 yeah, grand no, there's no there's no and, and that's when I first have my conversations with my athletes some of them are looking for me to make it fun. And I'm like, I'm going to do the best I possibly can for you to, to get you into a mentality mm. that makes this fun. Yeah. But you are in an endurance <laughs> sport. You know the, un, the, 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 the root of that word? <laughs> Long-suffering, <laughs> endurance. Like, yeah. you are in a sport that is about th – th that's not necessarily – now, I'm not saying that it's boring at all. I have – 
my I'm not bored at all riding my bike. No, or no, it's just a turn of phrase, like you know. Learned, yeah, but I, no, but 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 yeah, I think some people are though, Anna. I think oh, some yeah. people are bored doing it, and so the mentality of loving training for its own sake is definitely a thing that yeah. people can learn yeah. to have. You know, that's my point. Um, but I love that the, the Darren Darren came into chat here and said, to be honest, sometimes I eat a tub of glazed cherries. I do love cake. glazed Stop cherries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm totally with you. The glazed cherries are awesome. But I think, so the answer to the question that I posed here in the show notes was, do we bother with the 1% for the 1% of the 1%? <laughs> and in my mind, if you're in a situation like Nathan, where you have everything in the cake is nailed, like that's done. Yes, absolutely. You're looking for those marginal gains because that's, what's going to set you apart. You're the 1% of the 1% in your race this weekend. Like you need to look for those little advantages where I'm at with things. Do I need to bother looking at bicarb soda? No, I probably just need to like hit all my training sessions for the next few months, you know? So, cause my, well, okay, my cake's half baked. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, that if you do hit all your training sessions and all that was happening in a lot in, in just a straight science point of view, if you also did that and did the buy card, you would probably get a 1% advantage if you did all of that and did the buy card. And that it's not an either or. Yeah, it's yeah. The cake needs to be baked. The cake needs yeah. to be baked. And if you're baking the cake now, you don't have to let go of the cherries. Just make sure you're baking the cake. Yep. Like, I think yeah, at yeah. least that's the way, that's yeah. the approach I would do. The either or is kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't, like, I don't know why we have to, see, I like to have my cake and eat it too. Like, yeah, we can do all the things. You better know what you're doing with them. Um, like, yes, you might get an advantage with some marginal gain stuff. I, this is the way I would say it as my final word, like my fi my final take on it is like, you will get 1% by doing the 1%, but you're missing out on 99% right now. Yeah. Like, like, and yeah. so, so you're not, you're not getting the total picture. Fine. Go do that thing. Yeah. But like, and, and I, I don't think... have a problem with you doing that thing. That's totally yeah. fine. It might be a waste of your money compared to look, and this is what I was going to say earlier. Nobody can sell you hard work. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can sell you hard work. Yeah. And so there's a lot of attention on the one percent because they can sell you stuff yeah. to 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 try and get that one percent. Usually there's a marketing coolest thing, whatever going on. Yeah. And really the thing that's free to you, which is just doing more hard work, would get you a lot more. Yep. Exactly. So I kind of answer my question. I think that's good. We'll look at um I feel like we're disagreeing on so much today, Nathan. It's great. We're not disagreeing, but like no, 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 good, no, 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 oh, not disagreeing. Man, like... No, like good chats, <laughs> like coming from totally different yeah, yeah. realms. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to make a whole lot of reels around this of us oh, like gosh. fighting about something. I think I'm going to like, I feel like I'm just going to get a whole lot of hate from DCAT riders now on my chat about Tourmalay 50%. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um... This was the workout that uh, I had set from Claire Cameron this week. So uh, for those tuning into the podcast, you can't see the little sort of graph here. But basically, it was a really super long warm-up. So like an hour-long warm-up. Uh, and then it was six by sweet spot surges with surges. 
and a long warm down. So it was a two and a half hours in total. And uh, the long warm up was fun. I listened to a good podcast and then I chucked on some music after that. But yeah, it was nice. It was kind of like a good workout. I upped the bias a little bit because I was feeling quite good uh, based off a lower FTP. And yeah, you started with a surge that wasn't crazy. Like it wasn't a sprint. It was just like a increase in effort. I did the first surge seated and then I'm just trying to get my body used to standing on the pedals again. So I did the second surge up out of the saddle, uh, sort of at like a 70 RPM and then hit the sweet spot and tried to keep around 85 to 90 RPM just to keep it sort of a nice tempo that I know that I could hold for a longer period of time. But yeah, I enjoyed this one. I know you tuned in for it, um, Nathan, for a little bit, but yeah, it was fun. It's a super solid workout. Really good, I think, SST uh, work there into some threshold. I mean, really SST work is like, just not completely, absolutely suffering threshold work is really what it is. Yeah. And so really, really great uh, sweet spot steady there. Absolutely love the little surges on our side to up your uh, up your uh, lactate tolerance a little bit with then some steady state for clearing and then boom at the end to throw some in there and recover. Like I, I really like. And then I really also like that you have that extension up front before. I like that you did some endurance up front prior to it actually i think that was a really good idea as well so great workout so we can actually um we're loading the workouts i think um to uh zwift community lives website i don't know if we can do that with this one but um yeah so i asked um i'll ask claire i said she she said i could share it on the show and everything so that's all good i mean maybe we just shout out that it's she's got a coaching name for a business yeah yeah so you can find claire so you can find claire cameron we'll put a little link underneath there currently right now if you head on over to zwiftcommunitylive.com and go to the podcast page you can find the workout of the week for this last week, which was my Gara Hill Attacks, MTB Hill Attacks. Uh, you can download that over there, but we'll get this one updated in the next day or so, uh, the, the podcast. So nice. very cool, sweet spot surgery. Uh, so um, Korean, uh, oh, Korean yes. racers jersey, I absolutely love that thing. That was <laughs> really cool to see. Yeah, and I've actually done a little bit of digging into the team. So I was on this, um, it was actually warming up for this workout, and I was sort of just rolling around Watopia. And I saw this jersey in the group. I was like, what is that? And it's the Korean Zwift races. There's only 29 team members. So this is like finding a diamond out in Watopia. Like, it's very, like, out of all the riders you see, the fact that you could see one of 29 out there. But you could tell this rider had like loved their fashion because the gloves, the helmet, and the socks perfectly matched to the maroon color of the jersey. Um, amazing. It just is a color I have not seen in Zwift. It's like not a, a hot red. It's sort of, yeah, maroon. And they've got a tiger. If anyone from Korea is listening, there's a tiger on the back. So I don't know if that's like the national animal or what's going on. But yeah, I loved the tiger. Mm. Loved the sort of the color combos and yeah, Awesome to see, like, a small team with their own jersey. Yeah, I'll give that – I personally will give that 8.5. It stands out big time for me. I like the design. And then the exclusivity of only having 29 riders, like, that's pretty freaking cool, actually. Like, value is created through <laughs> demand and exclusivity. And it's a good-looking kit, so it's got the demand, and it's obviously exclusive. So um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, at least in marketplaces, that's how it's created. So that's cool to see. Nice, nice, uh, 
there for for the KZR. So, well, it looks like Daz Carter and BL13, as far as things that are coming up over this week, they have uh, recon rides happening with endurance runners. I see that in the show notes. Is that right? Yeah, so if I don't go out gravel riding, I'll be joining in. But yeah, Daz Carter has got a ride. It's my time early Sunday morning, so it'll be evening time Europe on Saturday. Um, And I'm not sure about how that would work for the Americas. But uh, yeah, so they've got a recon ride for ZRL next week. Um, And I urge everyone to go find these recon rides because they're just awesome. We've got actually Sarah Snowpins, where uh, M. Nyquist is leading one as well, a women's only one. Uh, But yeah, they've got some endurance runners on for a QA. and a So some really um, solid runners. So go in and um, have a chat to them about bicarb soda and all of those kind of topics. (laughs) And um, (laughs) then we've got, uh, is it Brune? You'd know his first name, Zach Brune. pretty sure yeah jay brun jay brun jay brun from next uh messaged me about some support next is putting into some ms rides this weekend so just go uh search those on zwift they might have a hashtag under next or just check out next social media uh and they'll have some rides uh coming up this weekend so just uh, a bit of shout out to the community stuff happening speaking Speaking of the companion app, you can always find the events that are coming up in the companion app. So if you are able to, you can just go ahead and search around in the companion app for this weekend. The MS Rides, absolutely awesome that Next are doing something for charity and supporting, uh, you know, the, the MS community out there. So absolutely always loved. And you know what's cool about that is I like it that it's an elite team that's really, I mean, they are the elite of the elite teams in some ways. You know what I mean? They've won mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. They've got a lot of you know, Parmaris and hype around them, but at the same time that they're out there doing something cool for charity in the middle of their race season and going into ZGP. So good on them and go, go, go ride some with some of the next guys this weekend. I think they'll probably have some tips and tricks probably as well for you. Oh when yeah. It comes to ZRL. They seem to know what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I, that's why I wanted to highlight it. They're a great crew and um, yeah, that'll be a fun ride. 100%. Well, that's going to be it for us. Uh, I'm going to be racing Swamagon this weekend. If you're going to be up here, make sure at the Lifetime Grand Prix event, uh, make sure to come say hi at uh, the finish line. There's a big festival party afterwards. So now I think I'm going to do one of the shakeout rides tomorrow. There's a Kenda one and there's a Lifetime Grand Prix one. So we're probably going to do what me and Gabby will be here uh, racing all weekend. So we're going to uh, come and say hi if you're around. Anna, you're uh, I'll you be doing... Yeah, I'm not sure on the gravel ride yet. I might be doing a long sort of three to four hour gravel ride. Uh, Because of all the kiddie stuff on this week, I've had to shift workouts to the weekend. So I might be doing a double day uh, on Saturday. Um, So I'll be streaming those. So come in and give me a shout of support (laughs) as I start hitting some harder stuff. Uh, And then, yeah, that's kind of, and then DSing for the team next week. So that's me before next week's podcast. Awesome. Well, this has been episode number 61 of The Wrap. You can find this as a podcast to download anywhere that you do download your podcast or head on over to ZwiftMeLive.com. You can sign up over there for our newsletters. They're going to be starting up this week, actually. And you can also find all of our broadcasts over there as well as the workout of the week on the podcast tab. Uh, So I think that's going to be it for us as far as being live. We have been live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So go ahead and hit those follows likes comments do all that good stuff it helps out the channel a ton and we'll see you next week for episode number 62 from myself and anna and everybody that's with community life thanks a lot for tuning in and right on